If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at all the top point scorers and key talking points from the Game Week 5 Premier League fixtures. We still have some Champions League, Europa League and Europa League conference games still to come this game week, but we'll cover them in another episode. I'll then be doing a quick team update, show you how my best team's getting on and share with you my rough transfer plans that includes the park the bus chip for Game Week 9 potentially. So we'll come on to that at the end. But we'll get started with the early kickoff which was Wolves versus Liverpool. So on screen, we have the new match center from ffstuff.co.uk. Um, it's a free website and the match center gives a really handy breakdown of all the points, but also the way the points were scored. The Dream Team match center isn't quite as detailed as this and you can really easily see who got not just the points, but the bonus points, the shots on target, the tackles, the big chances created. Um, it gives a much easier breakdown to look at. So we'll start off Liverpool 3, Wolves 1. Uh, Cody Gakpo got the Liverpool goal. Robertson, an own goal from Bueno. And then the Wolves goal came from Juan Hee Chan. Salah got two assists in this game. One of the most highly owned players in this uh, matchup. Two assists, but he was unlucky not to have three, to be honest. Um, so he set up Elliot, who took the shot that went in. But it took a deflection and went down as an own goal for that Bueno own goal. So unlucky not to get three assists in this game. Uh, finished on nine points, though, which is a pretty good return. And he was a player that I brought into my team ahead of this game. Liverpool started with Salah, Gakpo and Jota as their front three. But watching this game, I didn't really think that that front three worked very well. And then once Diaz and Nunes came on, um, that's when Salah started to look a lot more dangerous and Liverpool really turned it on. So I think that Nunes, Salah and Diaz is definitely going to be their strongest front three lineup. Um, a note that I took down was Kwanza started the game at centre-back and he was a 1.4 Liverpool defender. Um, so a cheap one. Um, I know quite a few people in the Dream Team, Tonic, uh, Discord chat took a punt on him early on. Uh, disappointing because Wolves did score in the seventh minute, but I think he actually had quite a good game, to be honest with you. Um, he went off in the 83rd minute, I think, with cramp, but he scored four points in this game, picked up one bonus and made three tackles. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold is injured at the minute, so Gomez filled in at right back. I didn't think he was that impressive, to be honest. Liverpool did have Konate on the bench, so I don't know if this Quanza is really going to be a good long-term option, though. So Bosley, 3.7 million. I took a note down that he was pretty impressive again, but only managed to get the four points. Um, his four points came from one shot on target and obviously the appearance points as well. Pedro Neto for Wolves. Um, he had a really, really good first half. He got the assist for the goal. And he was causing all sorts of problems down that wing. He had a really great game. Um, he's the sixth highest scoring midfielder in the Dream Team game as well at the minute. Uh, picked up three bonus points in this one. But he's on 13 bonus points for the season as well. Uh, not someone I'm going to be bringing in. But it is fascinating to see um, some of these players that are scoring bonus points on the regular. Like 
Eze, for example, and Madison. Uh, but Neto is looking like he is one of these that does really well on this bonus point scoring system. And I think it is because of the dribbles. Um, he was completing so many dribbles, taking on um, Gomez on that left-hand side. So he did really well in this game. Cody Gakpo, I'd say don't be fooled. He did get the goal in this one and finished up on seven points. But I did think that he had a pretty poor game overall. Seven points, one shot on target. Um, and just the one tackle, but obviously didn't get a point for that. You need two. Um, so just if you were just if you didn't watch the game and you just saw the results and saw that Gakpo scored a goal, I wouldn't really let it influence your transfers. I didn't think he had a great game, and that's probably why he came off in this 56th minute. Um, another note: Robertson at 4.2 million. I think he had a really good game. So 10 points for him, one bonus point, a shot on target. And he got the points for two tackles as well. And I think in this game, with Gomez playing right back with Trent Alexander-Arnold out of the team, I think it gave Robertson a bit more license to get forward. And he did look pretty impressive and will only cost you 4.2 million. So, yeah, that's all my notes for this Liverpool game. 3-1 to Liverpool in the end. Go to West Ham 1, Man City 3. And James Ward-Prowse grabbed the first goal for West Ham. Doku got a goal for Manchester City. Bernardo Silva picked up a goal and Erling Haaland finally got a goal at the end of the game after having a ton of chances. It didn't look like it was going to be the game for him, um, but he did come away with one in the end. So first things first, um, James Ward-Prowse, his goal now takes him for, to two goals and three assists for the season. Um, so he's got five attacking returns in just four games um, and a return in every single game that he's played so far this season. So he's been really, really imp yeah, impressive. Um, it was a so foul cross, really good cross actually for um, the James Ward-Prowse header. And West Ham did look pretty good in this game, but Man City did really start to turn it on, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, Doku grabbed the goal. He looked really, really impressive again. 12 points for him, one bonus point, uh, two shots on target and two tackles, one big chance created. So a little bit of everything for Doku on the points. And I think Grealish isn't going to be back for this Champions League game, they've confirmed. So there's every chance that maybe Doku starts again. He played the full 90 or, or went off in the 90th minute, um, but he seems to have bedded in straight away. So Doku's only 3.4 million at the minute and has started back-to-back -back games. Um, Pep was full of praise of him at the end as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the next game. Julian Alvarez, I'm going to come on to him. He picked up two assists in this game and looked really, really impressive again. I don't have him in my team, but he's someone that I really do have FOMO with at the minute. So two assists, and he's taking all set pieces as well. Um, he had a long-range free kick where he hit the woodwork, um, and he's on two goals, five assists for the season. Uh, Pep come out after the game as well and quoted and said, He's almost undroppable. Um, it would have been better if he did say undroppable. Uh, but knowing Pep, almost undroppable. There could still be a chance of rotation for him. But really, really impressive. And again, that link up with Haaland has been really good. So eight points for Alvarez. On to Haaland. Um, just the 13 points for him. Doesn't seem like a massive return. Um, but he had six shots on target in this game. Just the one goal. And I went on SofaScore. That's the, the site I normally use to look at stats. And he had five big chances missed in this game. So I think if you did go against captain in Haaland, you really did get a bit of a let off in this game because he could have easily had a hat trick again, in my opinion. Phil Foden, who I have in my team, was very, very quiet in this game. He went off in the uh, 67th minute, quite disappointing. Just the three points for him in this one. 
Um, Bernardo Silva, on the other hand, um, he started the game. He got a goal and an assist, 11 points. He looked really, really good. Someone that I'd sort of forgotten about a little bit, but he did look really good in this game. And then I took a note down as well, Kyle Walker. Um, he's impressed me again. He's looked really, really good so far this season. 3.5 million. And I just seem to think he's playing a lot further forward than what I remember. Um, maybe it was because it was more towards the end of the season last season and they were playing these big, important um, sort of cup finals or cup runs. But with them starting Gavardiol, Diaz and Akanji at the back in that defence, they're all centre-backs. It just seems like it keeps it a lot more solid and Walker's got more freedom to get forward and he had a really good chance where he could have set up Haaland. He did get the big chance created points for it. But obviously, Haaland didn't score the goal that time round. But he finished on five points, got one bonus and three tackles in this game, as well as the big chance created. So I think that Walker at 3.5 million, he's the cheapest defensive option for Man City. And at the minute, I think he looks like the best one. Not a ton to report on the West Ham side of things. I mentioned James Ward-Prowse again, looked brilliant. Um, and also put in a really good corner for Zuma, who was unlucky not to score the header. It was a really, really good save from Edison. Um, so Zuma, that combination of Walprouse and Zuma, or if you did want to take a, a bit of a chance on these uh, West Ham defenders for the Europa League, um, I think Zuma could potentially be a good option just because of that attacking threat. With Walprouse putting in these corners, um, I think they're going to score a lot of goals from set pieces. And then I was going to mention Ariola again in goal. Ten saves in this game. Very, very busy. And this sort of coincided with Haaland not putting away his chances. But again, some really, really good saves. And in a game where they've conceded three goals, he's come up with five points. So that is a big difference compared to how the game used to be last season. These save points. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Really do add up. On to Newcastle 1, Brentford 0. Callum Wilson was the only goal scorer in this game, scoring from the penalty spot. We'd highlighted game week 5 as one of these matches where we could start to target Newcastle players because their fixtures started to turn. And if you did go for Newcastle defenders, it pretty much went to plan because they did keep a clean sheet. You had Pope, 
Botman, Trippier, all scoring eight points. Fabian Scher on eight points. And an even big Dan Byrne scored nine points in this game. Scher, Byrne and Trippier all picked up one bonus point each. And Pope got two saves in this game as well. Midfielders and attackers. Um, I was surprised to see that you had Anthony Gordon and Harvey Barnes both starting. It seemed like earlier in the season it was Barnes and Gordon fighting out for that left-hand side spot. But you had Barnes on the left, Gordon on the right. And Anthony Gordon um, has got the assist points for winning the penalty, which was scored by Wilson. Wilson also scored a goal that was disallowed. And Newcastle had a penalty decision that was overturned. So on another day, maybe Wilson could have ended up with a hat-trick. I don't know. Um, Alexander Isak, I'm not sure if there was any sort of injury. I, I doubt it. I think he was probably just rested either due to the international break or because they do have this big Champions League game in midweek. But Isak was on the bench but didn't come on. Um, I mentioned Barnes, 3.3 million, and Gordon, 2.8, playing together. Um, this looked like quite a good um, combination to look at. You had Almiron on the bench who did come on, but we might see a bit more of Barnes and Gordon playing together. And that game makes it a bit more appealing. If you were looking at Gordon at 2.8 million, the fact that he now can play on either side makes him a bit more um, appealing to me. Obviously, we do have that game in midweek. I think it's against AC Milan to give us a bit more information on this Newcastle defence. But first impressions, that this is game week five. It's the first real test um, or the first real one that we expected they could keep a clean sheet in. And they did pretty well. So I must say that Kieran Trippier is on my radar at the minute. Fabian Scher at 3.8 million. If you didn't want to spend the 5.2 on Trippier, I think I would look at Fabian Scher out of the rest of them, just because he does have a bit more attacking threat, in my opinion. Um, if you look at Brentford, not many points for them uh, on the board. Mbuemo, who's probably the most popular pick for them, got two points. Um, Visser, who's been stuck in my team for the last few weeks, and the minute I brought him into my team, he just started hitting 2-2-2 two, two, two every single time. Matthias Jensen got six points in this game. Four tackles and one bonus point. Um, and the only other person I'm going to mention from Brentford was Hickey. Uh, 1.7 million. He got four points in this game. But actually in the under 2 million bracket, he's the third highest scoring defender um, with 21 points. So if you did start with Hickey as your sort of cheap defender, I think you've done really well there. Um, and it's probably not too late to bring them in. Their fixtures aren't terrible. On to Spurs 2 and Sheffield United 1. Richarlison got a 98th minute goal. Kulisevsky got a 100th minute goal to rescue the game after Sheffield United went ahead in the 73rd minute with a Hamer goal. I hope he didn't chase the Son points after his hat-trick because he didn't really deliver in this game. He just got the three points. Seemed like a lot of people reacted to Spurs' good start because Dream Team put a, t a tweet out saying that James Madison, uh, Son and Christian Romero were the three most transferred in players ahead of game week five. Um, you had Romero got the three points, Son got the three points, but actually Madison did do really well again. Seven points, he did pick up a yellow card, um, but he ended up with three bonus points again, and he just keeps doing really, really well on this bonus point system. So if you did have him initially, and then you're starting to wonder what do I do with him now that Europe the European games are starting, it is a tough, a tough decision. Um, I think I probably would stick with him or take him out for these two tough fixtures coming up. You've got Arsenal and Liverpool. And then I think they face Luton in the game after that. So maybe it's a case of get him out for these two tough games 
and then getting back in for Luton. Um, Madison, though, so sorry, three bonus points, seven points in total, and he's actually only eight points behind Erling Haaland for the season. So that is how good of a season Madison's having at the minute. Kulisevsky, three million. Um, he got 12 points in this game, grabbed the goal. And then Richarlison off the bench, grabbed a goal and an assist right at the end. So, yeah, Richarlison might get his place back in the team. And if he does, um, it might end up being Son pushed back out on the left-hand side. So that is something to consider if you've got Son in your team. And then the last person I'm going to mention from Spurs is Udogi at 3.1 million. Um, the defenders are actually doing really well at the minute. I think Vicario might be the top goalkeeper in the game. Romero obviously scored that screamer the other day. He got three points in this one. Porro got four points. But Udogi got six points, three bonus points, and three tackles in this game. And he just seems to be doing really, really well all round. Attack and returns, bonus. He's the second highest scoring defender in the game. And that's actually behind Romero, his teammate. So Spurs defenders are doing pretty well. But I probably wouldn't react to it too much with that Arsenal game and with that Liverpool game. Sheffield United, yeah, I'm not going to mention any of their players. I don't really think there's anyone that you're going to bring into your team from this slot. Manchester United won Brighton free. Um, the goal scorer for or the goal scorers for Brighton were Danny Welbeck scoring against his old club in the 20th minute. He had Pascal Gross scoring in the 53rd, and then João Pedro scoring in the 71st minute, scoring straight after everyone gets him out of their team. Just typical. Uh, and the Man United goal came from the substitute Hannibal. Um, where to start on this one? So Pascal Gross, 3.9 million, is now above March and Matoma for points. He's only got two goals. He's got no assists so far this season, but he is on nine bonus points for the season. So Pascal Gross seems to be doing really well. Um, there were six big changes for um, Brighton in this one. Esther Pinion was left out of the team. Um, he wasn't even in the squad, sorry. Um, and the quote for this one was um, that he travelled 12 hours and he played 180 minutes in the last week. We have to consider it. That's what Deserby said. So I think that this was probably just a precaution um, and he probably will be back midweek for that European fixture. So I wouldn't worry too much about him. Tarek Lamptey came in. He got two assists. So again, Obviously, that is a really good performance. Two assists, finished on five points. But just take it with a pinch of salt because you don't want to go transferring him in if Estupinion is going to come back and take his place back. I've been mentioning the Deserby rotation madness. Solly March was rotated for this one. Fair enough. Adingra came in. He got an assist. Uh, Lamptey came in, got two assists. So they've got plenty of strength in depth. But I mentioned it before. Jason still now in goal in this game and he just keeps rotating his keepers even in the Premier League now. So still came in, he started two games, then he was dropped for two games while um, Verbruggen came in and now Jason still is back in. So whatever you do, don't be messing around with these Brighton goalkeepers. On the Manchester United lineup side of things, um, Aaron Wambasaka, I think was on the bench for this game. But now he has been ruled out um, for two months, they reckon, um, reported today and yesterday. So that's quite a disappointing one. Um, but Region is at playing at left back at the minute and they had Dallo playing at right back and they did have OK games. Region, two million could be a real cheap enabler 
um, if he does go on to play two times a week with these um, Champions League games coming up. So Reguilon could be someone that's in my plans. You had Rasmus Haaland. It looked like he was going to get his first goal, but it was ruled out. Uh, Rashford put a cross in for him, um, but the ball had just about gone out of play. It was really quite tight. So unlucky for him to not get his first Premier League goal. Uh, Rashford, I saw quite a few Man United fans weren't happy with his performance. A few people labelling him greedy. He had quite a lot of shots, but actually in terms of dream team, that is what you want. He ended up with six points in the end. Uh, one bonus point and two shots on target. So you wouldn't be too displeased if you had him in your dream team. But someone that people aren't happy with at the minute is Bruno Fernandes. Just two points from this game. Picked up another booking. He just seems to keep getting bookings lately. Um, so two points in this one. Just the three points in the Arsenal game. It isn't quite what we want for someone of who started out at 6.5 million and his price keeps going down, probably will go down again. I don't expect too much in this Bayern Munich game. But I would just say that with Bruno Fernandes, the fixtures do get a lot better for Man United. So I think I will be keeping him, even if he doesn't really do well in this Bayern Munich game. I'm just going to bring the stats, or sorry, the fixtures up here. So they've got Bayern Munich in the next game away from home. Obviously, there's nothing we can do about that if we've got him in already. But do you really want to rage transfer him out ahead of Burnley away from home? Burnley just, I mean, Son just scored a hat-trick against Burnley. They didn't look great in that game. Then they've got quite a few home games in a row. So they have Crystal Palace at home. And then it's back-to-back. -back. So Crystal Palace at home again in the Carabao Cup. They then have Galatasaray at home. And Brentford at home. So four home games there. And they all look winnable to me. Uh, I know Man United aren't in great form. But fixtures like this could be enough to bring them back into form. They then have an away game against Sheffield United. A home game against Copenhagen. And then they have a home tie against Manchester City. So a little bit harder in game week 10. But all the way from game week 6 through to game week 10. The fixtures do look really kind. And personally, I think that I'm going to just have some patience and stick with him because there's already been two occasions this season where I've lost patience with someone. It was Salah. I took him out and then he done quite well. And I had Son in my team for, I think, two, two game weeks. The third game week, I take him out. He scores the hat-trick against Burnley. So I think personally, I'm going to keep Bruno Fernandes in and just hope that his form picks up across this period because... It can all just change in an instant. So I can understand the frustration, but I will be keeping Bruno Fernandes in my team. Other than that, I don't think there was really that much to report on the Man United side of things. Um, a few other things with Brighton. Obviously, I said Jao Pedro came on. He got the nine-pointer and scored in the 64th minute. Evan Ferguson, there were injury um, doubts about him after he scored his hat-trick, but then didn't go on international duty because of injury. Um, he came on in the 85th minute, so maybe there's a chance we see him in midweek. But at the moment, I don't think I'd be messing around with that striker position for Brighton because there just seems to be too much rotation at the minute for me. On to Fulham 1, Luton 0. I didn't have that many um, notes on this game. So uh, Leno clean sheet. He's 3 million, got 8 points, and he's the second highest scoring keeper in the game at the minute. Tete as well, 2.7 million. A cheap defender and he's on 30 points now. Fourth highest scoring defender in the game and he has 10 bonus points in total. So something he's doing seems to be 
pleased in this new bonus system. But 2.7 million, it isn't far off some of these European playing defenders from the likes of Villa, West Ham, and even Man United now. They've got a few injuries, so not someone I'm going to be considering at the minute. And one thing to note as well, they seem to be doing well with the defenders and the goalkeepers, but they've had some tough games as well. So Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City. So yeah, just impressed with how the defence has done. Um, but I don't think there's anyone that I really particularly want to target from this team at the minute. Vinicius got the goal and William got the assist. But other than that, not much more to add. Then on to Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. And I think this was a game that interested quite a lot of people because of Sun Dream Team. Um, this was one of them typical games that I probably wouldn't care too much about. But I was really interested in how the Dream Team players got on. So 3-1 to Aston Villa. Edward got the goal for Crystal Palace. Duran... Douglas Louise and Bailey got the goals for Aston Villa. So I'm going to start off with Eze because he just keeps getting a ton of bonus points no matter what happens. Uh, six points overall in this game and three bonus points. And he's got 17 bonus points for the whole season so far. And it's the most bonus points of any player in the game. And he's actually the fourth highest scoring player in the game as well. So a really good season so far for Eze. Odson Edward, 2.8 million. He's got 10 points in this game and he's the third um, highest scoring player in the game again. So five goals for him this season, which is ridiculous. Someone that just sort of appears out of nowhere. It's not someone that you're going to put in your team, but he's doing really, really well. So we have to shout that one out. Diaby. From Aston Villa at 3.5 million. Um, he got five points in this game and an assist. Um, but he did get a goal narrowly ruled out for offside. So there'll be a lot of people that were really disappointed with that. Um, Ollie Watkins, 4.2 million. Um, I think that he looked a good option going into these European fixtures. But he just keeps getting assists and not goals. So he picked up his fourth assist of the season. But still no goals for Ollie Watkins. Matty Cash, someone that I brought into my team, 2.8 million. Um, he got four points in this game despite them conceding. He made six tackles in this one, so not bad at all. And a few things that didn't really get reflected in the points. Um, he put a really great cross in for Ollie Watkins, but Ollie Watkins sort of miskicked it. I think that one should have counted as a big chance created personally, um, but maybe I'm just biased because he was in my team. Um, he had a really good chance where a ball come into him, but he air kicked it. It was really unlucky. Um, and then a header that well, was a really good cross into him. It looked like it could have been a good chance, but he'd sort of done a defensive header rather than an attacking header. So unlucky. It looked a little bit promising for uh, Matty Cash, but it didn't quite happen. But we'll take the four points considering they conceded. Um, Digne in defence, left back, 2.2 million. Worried that Moreno might have or might soon take his place, but he started this one and he got five points and an assist, and that was his third assist of the season. And Moreno was on the bench, but he didn't come on. So maybe Moreno gets that midweek game, or maybe they're just going to try and build up his fitness a little bit more. The last person I'm going to mention, Douglas Ruiz at 2.6 million, scored a penalty, and that was his second of the season. So we went into the season thinking that maybe Ollie Watkins was the penalty taker, but it's Douglas Louise and he is putting them away. He finished on 12 points. He's got one bonus, one shot on target and six tackles in this game. So really good performance from Douglas Louise. Then coming on to my team Arsenal. But before we do, if you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe if you're not already. 
And also, don't forget to check out the latest episode of the Dream Team Tonic podcast. We recorded that live yesterday for our Patreon members, and that's still on early access at the moment. A bit later on the week, it will be available on YouTube to everyone, but check that out in the link in the description below. On to Arsenal-Everton then. So, 1-0 to Arsenal. Um, a game we really did dominate, but it was maybe a little bit boring we seem to have really gained control in a lot of these games now arsenal a lot of passing a lot of possession high up the pitch it's a lot more comfortable to watch but at times it did feel a little bit boring martinelli really really disappointed with this one so he scored what looked like a perfectly fine goal in my opinion it looked to me like gabriel had sort of played the pass and then it rebounded off someone else and went to Eddie Nketiah, um, who was then offside. At first glance, to me, it didn't look like offside. It didn't look like Gabriel intended to play the ball that way. But they, they fully explained that that is offside by the rules. So it looked, to any normal people, I guess, that looked like it should have really counted. But it is what it is. Um, Martinelli goal was ruled out. And then to make things worse, it looked like he might have injured himself celebrating. Uh, went off in the 24th minute was replaced by Trossard, which isn't a bad replacement to have available on your bench. And he came on and scored. So Trossard is just 2.8 million. And I think he could be a really good option for, to target at that cheaper price point now that Martinelli is injured. I think it was a hamstring injury. I think they said it still needs to be assessed. Um, but he went on to score a really good goal, Trossard. Uh, nine points in this game, and I think he's going to be a really good option. On that left-hand side, it probably just is Trossard, and then maybe Emil Smith-Rowe. I think Smith-Rowe could probably get that Carabao Cup game. He does need minutes. But I think Trossard will probably be nailed now for those Premier League games and the European games. There were a few other big changes to the Arsenal lineup. So, David Raya started in goal for Arsenal, 3.5 million. Um, remains to be seen whether or not he becomes our number one full-time. I think that he probably will. I think he's going to get these Premier League games. I think that Ramsdale might still get that Champions League game in midweek, but I do think Raya is probably going to get the Premier League games now until he messes up. To me, I think it's probably going to be Raya Premier League, Ramsdale for the Cups. But Arteta, after the game, has sort of hinted that he wants to have two top-quality um, goalkeepers and he's even hinted that he wants to have top quality players all over the pitch and he won't hesitate to change them. So again, he might go down the weirdo Deserby route of changing goalkeepers based on what sort of opponent you're playing. It is really strange to see, um, but I guess he wants to be a bit of a maverick in the game. So I'm not going to complain with either of them. I think David Rea looked really good and he got seven points. Um Fabio Vieira, another one that was handed a start. He's 2.6 million. And again, he impressed. He would have got the assist for the Martinelli goal had it counted. And that would have been his fourth assist of the season. When you consider that he hasn't been starting that, these games, that has been quite impressive. Um, and he started in place of Kai Havertz. Okario Saka, um, I've put down nine points here. Um, it was actually seven points, sorry. So seven points for Saka. He got the assist and three bonus points. Uh, just the one tackle, so no points there. But I thought it was a fairly quiet game again for Saka. It seems like a lot of teams are doubling up and targeting Saka. And it does make it a lot harder for him. But he still does really well on this new point scoring system for 
uh, on Sun Dream Team. So seven points, three bonus points, and he's doing really, really well for points. And in the games where he does get attacking returns, he is going to really deliver on the points. Um, and if you're comparing the two price points, Saka versus Bruno Fernandes, at the minute, Saka does look the better pick for me. Um, Niketia started this game, but I thought that he was poor. And Arteta probably thought he was poor again because he was taken off after 66 minutes for Gabriel Jesus, who looked pretty good. And I think Gabriel Jesus probably is going to start the PSV game and North London derby now. Um, and it was pretty much a full house in defence, a lot of clean sheet points, um, eight points for Saliba, nine points for Ben White, who looked really, really good playing at right back. Now this um, Thomas Party right back thing is out of the equation, um, I think Ben White looks like he's back to his best. Zinchenko played 80 minutes, so he's on his way back to full fitness. Uh, he got eight points, two tackle points in this game. And then Gabriel just finished on six because he picked up a yellow card. But across the defence, everyone looked really good. And then Declan Rice, five points. He picked up three bonus points in this game. And Declan Rice is actually on the same amount of points as Bruno Fernandes now for the season. So not the most glamorous pick. And um, we did score that goal um, in the last Premier League game. But it just goes to show how these players that are picking up sort of six points per game... They might not re really be smashing it, but these players that are getting tackles, they're getting bonus, they're getting a few shots on target, big chances created. It really does add up. So six points per game for uh, six points per game for Declan Rice, and on the same points as Bruno Fernandez at a lot cheaper price point. Then on to the last game, which was Bournemouth nil, Chelsea nil. I put the nil nil right at the end here. Um, a lot of points. For the defence and the goalkeeper. So I've got Robert Sanchez in goal. Got nine points in this game. Four saves. Neto in the other goal. He got ten points. Six saves. Um, and then the points in, in defence for Chelsea. De Sassi got six. Colwell got nine. Gusto got eight. Gusto's done really, really well actually this season since he's come in. And Thiago Silva got seven Ben Chilwell was left on the bench. Apparently, he had an illness. Um, but there was also a quote going around um, from De Zerbi saying, uh, not De Zerbi, from Poch, saying, we're going to play Mudrick in position. Sorry, we're going to be playing Mudrick in the position that Chilwell has been playing. We wanted to play with a more offensive player and keeping the same lineup in the back four. So it might mean that we see a little bit less of Ben Chilwell, Chilwell at the minute. But I have seen quite a lot of people taking him out of their team already. So hopefully you didn't still have him in your team. Um, he came on in the 80th minute and picked up a yellow card. So finished on a zero. You don't get the clean sheet points now on Dream Team unless you play the 60 minutes, which is a shock to the system for some people, I think. I had a few people asking me on, the, uh, on Twitter DMs why Chilwell didn't get any points in this one. Um, Gallagher, 2.9 million. Uh, I just wanted to highlight him. He's not someone that I would pick, but at 2.9 million, he's picked up 33 points. So going under the radar a little bit there. Someone mentioned that in the latest Dream Team Tonic episode that he'd been doing really well. And I checked that one out. He's on 5.5 uh, average points. So he's doing quite well. And these points are coming from tackles and bonus points mostly. And then last thing to mention. So Sterling picked up four points, which isn't terrible. But Nicholas Jackson... Um, two points again for him. He's blanked in five out of his last six. 
Um, I'm, I'm including two points and three points as blanks because you get the appearance points anyway. Um, and not only that, he's picked up four yellow cards so far this season. So he's one yellow card away from getting a suspension as well. So it's time to move Nicholas Jackson on. One goal and no assists this season. Right, so on to my team update. Um, obviously, this is as it stands at the minute because we have currently had the Premier League games but we've still got the Champions League, Europa League and Europa League Conference still to play. So I've got Robert Sanchez in goal, got me nine points. He doesn't play in Europe. Estrepinion obviously didn't play this game, but he could still play against Athens at home. You've got Saliba, got me eight points. We'll play against PSV at home. I'm expecting him to start. Matty Cash, four points. And I think he probably should start that Legia Warsaw game. Bruno Fernandes, obviously disappointing. We just mentioned him quite a lot, but two points for him. And then I'm probably not expecting too much against Bayern unless they get a lucky penalty or something like that. Bukayo Saka, seven points, and I'd expect him to start PSV. Matoma, three points. I'm a little bit worried about Matoma in this Europa, um, Europa League game. Seeing as Solly March got rested in the Premier League, Maybe there's a chance that Matoma gets rested in the Europa League game, but I really do hope not. Um, Phil Foden, disappointing, three points. Red Star Belgrade in midweek for Man City. Hopefully he gets a start in this one and some attacking returns to make up for it. But yeah, I don't know how confident I'm feeling about Foden at the minute. Mohamed Salah, nine points. Again, question marks whether or not he will start this Europa League game in midweek. Um, again, hoping that he will, but you never quite know. They've got a lot of options. Erling Haaland up front. I would expect him to start the uh, Champions League game as well. So 26 points for him. He was my captain. And then Visser obviously lost 1-0 against Newcastle. Picked up two points. And I think he's got two points for the last three or four games in a row. So really not been a good transfer for Visser into my team. So that leaves me on 73 points for the game week so far. 399 points in total and the overall leaderboard I've gone from 14k up to 12.7k so a little bit of a rise hopefully I get a few more rises in this lot of European fixtures but as in terms of um, transfer plans obviously I'm keeping it quite open because we've still got games to play this game week but I wanted to show you my rough transfer plans because I have a game week nine park the bus in mind. Um, so stay with me because it's a bit of a complicated one. I've basically picked this game week out um, ahead of time because I think that if I wanted to get the best possible park the bus, you would need to start planning ahead if there's quite a lot of changes that you wanted to make. Um, so I've picked out this game week nine as the time that I potentially want to use the uh, park the bus booster. Um, I'm not fully fixed to that date because there is a game week 11 that looks quite good as well. Um, and that's this game week nine is just after an international break as well. So there could be a few changes. Um, or a few injuries picked up. So you kind of do have to stay a little bit flexible. But this is my idea at the minute. So 
I'm looking to make three lots of changes. So across three game weeks, game week six, I was looking at taking out Vissa and Sanchez for Diaby. And I mentioned him on the last pod, Kaminsky, the Luton goalkeeper. Now, obviously, I know that Kaminsky, 1.1 million, isn't really going to get many points for Luton. I'm hoping for the odd clean sheet. They've got some good fixtures coming up and they have a double game week in game week seven. They do have a double game week in game week six for the Carabao Cup as well. Um, But I did look and they rotated their keeper for that one last time. So the reason I'm doing this is solely because it gives me a bit of budget um, to get big hitters in the defence, but also keep some of these big hitters in midfield and, and attack. So... At the minute, I had Kaminsky in mind. I was then going to go Matoma and Estupinion out for Walker and Aaron Wambasaka in game week seven. Now, in game week seven, Brighton have a double game week, which is Aston Villa away and Marseille away. So not the easiest of fixtures there. We might get a bit of rotation as well. I can't see Estupinion keeping clean sheets against Villa and Marseille. And also there's a chance Matoma could get rotated for one of them. That's the thinking behind that. And then in game week eight, they face Liverpool and Man City. Game week nine, Ajax and Fulham. So I did think that the Brighton fixtures got a little bit tougher. So these were the two that I'd be willing to part with temporarily. Just while the fixtures aren't great and to enable me to get some other players in. So Walker and Wambasaka. Look like the two that I would look to bring in there. I mentioned Walker. I've been impressed with him. Cheapest way into Man City. Wambasaka, obviously things have already changed with that. And that's why you have to stay flexible. So Wambasaka could be injured or he is injured for two months now, they reckon roughly. And that's where I might look to change to Region instead of Wambasaka. And if I do swap to Region, that's going to save me 1 million over Wambasaka. Um, so actually, it could mean that I could dodge having Kaminsky and maybe stick with Robert Sanchez or have a keeper that's a bit more expensive or a bit better. So the Kaminsky one's up in the air now. Maybe it will be Reggion instead and a slightly better goalkeeper. But this was the rough plan that I had in mind. And then game week eight, I'd look to take Saka out and Saliba out for Trippier and Trent. Now this would move me to five at the back, and obviously you want to have you want to have five defenders for the part of the bus chip. It just gives you more chance for these double points for the defenders. So that would give me a defence of Trippier, Trent, Walker, Wambasaka, and Matty Cash. Um, and obviously Wambasaka, if I well, I'm not going to go with him now. It could be Region instead. That would give me Trippier playing against Palace at home and Dortmund at home. Trent would have Everton at home. Toulouse at home. Walker would have Brighton at home and Young Boys away. Um, Wambasaka or Region or any Man United defender could have Sheffield United away from home and Copenhagen at home. And Matty Cash would have West Ham at home, AZ Alkmaar away. So with these defenders, I think that they look like they could keep clean sheets, but uh, Trippier Trent and Cash in particular look like they could get attacking returns. And obviously Walker want, uh, Walker and Region, they, they should be quite good for clean sheets as well. So that's roughly my plans for this part of the bus chip. And I forgot to mention, 
Obviously, I don't really want to lose Saka and Saliba, but in game week nine, Saka and Saliba's games are Chelsea away and Sevilla away. So they look like fairly tough fixtures. But the reason I would take them out in game week eight, it's ahead of the Manchester City game as well. So I'd be taking Arsenal players out for what is probably the toughest game of the season. And in game week eight, the players that I'd be bringing in for them, um, Trippier and Trent. Trippier would play against uh, West Ham away and Trent would play Brighton away from home. So not the best fixtures, but then they get really good in game week nine. And also out of game week nine, Trent has Everton to lose, but then it's followed up with Nottingham Forest at home. So I might want to keep Trent one more. And then Newcastle, they have Crystal Palace at home, but Russia Dortmund at home and then Wolves away from home. So again, that's a really nice fixture afterwards. And then Matty Cash, West Ham at home, AZ Alkmaar away. That's followed up by Luton at home. So there's a few of these defenders that I might want to keep for one week afterwards as well. If I was to have Kaminsky um, as my enabler in this one, or it ended up being that I keep Sanchez and go for Region instead, it would still leave me enough to have a pretty strong midfield and pretty strong attack. So I'd have five at the back. My three midfielders would be Bruno Fernandes, who faces Sheffield United and Copenhagen. But maybe if Bruno's dodgy form continues, I could just keep Saka and get rid of Bruno. Diaby, West Ham at home, AZ Alkmaar, Foden, Brighton and Young Boys. And then up front, I'd still have Salah for Everton and Toulouse. And Haaland, I'd have Brighton and Young Boys. So I'm pretty happy with how this looks on paper. But game week nine is still free three game weeks away or four game weeks away there could still be a lot of things that go wrong in terms of injuries or rotation or anything like that so I think it's good a good idea to just have something roughly in mind and start planning towards it but I do think you have to be willing to change it at any moment um, and also if you're planning something like this when I sort of planned this one out I had like 0.3 in the bank spare um working out what the changes would how they'd figure out um obviously remember there's price changes as well so while it looks good on paper injuries price changes rotation it could all be disrupted so i think it's good to have a rough idea but you've got to be flexible that is everything for this episode so thank you very much for watching if you've enjoyed the video please do leave a like subscribe to the channel on youtube or if you're listening on podcast platforms please do give us a follow on there as well and don't forget to check out the latest dream team tonic podcast episode there'll be a link in the description below and i'll see you on the next episode which will be the top players to target in game week six goodbye sports social podcast network